0: Sunday Central's Form Express.
1: I got no idea what is said in that last line there, Howard. If you can identify it, you uh, let me know. As I say good morning to you, uh, Howard Walter, looking at the Sunshine Coast meeting. He, he, whatever he's saying, he sounds happy anyway.
2: It kind of reminds me of but you know Evan Costello, but I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Sunshine Coast. Speaking about no idea today. It's been pretty challenging um, up uh, up north over the last few weeks. But uh, track conditions are improving. You've you've got uh, a soft six today, which for the Sunshine Coast is, is pretty good. But the rail's out a fair way. Uh, Eleven meters. Does it get much wider than that?
2: Not much wider, down. Nine metres is pretty much right on the crown where, you know, often the winners come and when it's out nine, you're looking for leaders as a rule. When it's in the true, you're looking for horses to get to the middle. So out eleven, it's, it's, it's probably still more leaderish than not, but um, as we'll go through the card, there's a couple of races where there's lots of pace on, so I wouldn't suggest every leader is going to win.
1: There's a lot of scratchings today, but I don't think there's anywhere near close to the amount of scratchings last Monday that, at, uh, at the Sunshine Coast. That must have been a record. There Was was it around 70-plus scratchings, I think, there was last Monday?
2: Look, on the, from the, on the top of my head, last Monday there were plenty of emergencies, and today is definitely the case. Because with the railout 11, most races, the capacity is for 11 starters, and they were getting 18 and 19 acceptances in some races. So there was always going to be many that missed out.
1: Okay, well, we'll kick off, we'll look at the entire card today. Actually, there's a few meetings less. I mentioned before Heels with Greyhounds are off of uh, this morning. So our first commitment this morning, our first race to be broadcast, is actually going to be the Sunshine Coast at 11.50. Uh, by 11.50, most other weeks when I've been on, I reckon we've done about 12 races by then. So gives us an opportunity to have a look at Sunshine Coast with only the one meeting in Victoria today as well. So in that first event, the scratchings, uh, 1, 2, 5, 8, 9, 11. Uh, and will the, stay, the day start off merrily, merrily, merrily for favourite punters? Because the debutante, number 10 merrily, is at a dollar fifty-five.
2: Yeah, the market says it will, Dan. Now, this filly is on debut from the all-conquering Stephen O'Day, Matthew Hoystead Yard. She's had three trials. She won her first two by five lengths, then four lengths. And then on a heavy track at Deegan, the, the jockey just basically sat on her, didn't move, and she finished second. So she looks to have plenty of talent. 1,000 metres on Deboe looks ideal. And as the market says, there's only one obvious danger, and that's the um, first up, a number four, Muet, which won very well on Deboe over 900, so that's the only prior fresh, and then contested a couple of listed races in town. But when they put this much money on them early, you just have to go with them. So if you like taking a short price, Uh, Race one, number 10, Merrily, from four. There's a couple of first starters that haven't been to any public trials. That's the reason why I won't get involved at all. That's three, Money Man, and six, Western Halo. So only time will tell what they can do. Ten, four, three, six.
1: When you say no public trials, they might have had private jump outs to get their tickets.
2: Absolutely. Now, and with regard to number three, Money Man, Stuart Kendrick, um, who obviously spoke to last week, he can train plenty of winners on debut that can be like $8 to $18 and win by two lengths. So you can't even read the play if he's stable. But it'll, you know, if they've got the talent they can win, the market doesn't always, um, you know, get it right.
1: Yeah. Uh, race number two, the scratchings are two, three, five, seven, nine, twelve, fifteen, 12, 15 and 16. A flying Rupert. I remember being there. It was a huge spruik on it first up, but uh, yeah, Toowoomba it was. But it was a long odds on favourite, and it missed the drum. But it's a dollar ninety five here from the Gollen stable, flying Rupert. So it heads the market. Four dollars number thirteen, Enterprise Legend. Four eighty number six, Fire Love. Five dollars number four, primed for victory.
2: Look again, it's a race. I'm not that keen to get involved in because I don't really see too much value in the race. They're all here for the cutest bonus, so that's a good start. The intense there for sure. And am going with number four prime for victory. Won a trial comfortably prior to resuming third to Larric and Rogue. but keep in mind Larric and Rogue missed the start four lengths there. So, um, this got beaten in the neck, the Colt. He had every chance. Blinker's first time. So, just can be fitter for that run. Blinker's first time, and he'll go forward. So, I'll put him on top of 13 Enterprise Legend from the Lee Friedman stable. He's another Colt. Won a trial very nicely on a heavy ground. They debuted him on the poly, and he just didn't go. He was disappointing. He was there to the turn and just turned it up. So on the turf track, Sting Out, Ryan Maloney takes over. Could be the big improver. And then the horse you mentioned, number one, Flying Rupert. Back if unbeatable on the boot. It had won a trial leading into that by five lengths, but got beaten six, finishing fourth of seven at Toowoomba. Has won a trial in prep for this. Do you want to take odds on? Well, I don't. Um, of the others, perhaps 11 stars of Memphis on debut for Melissa Taylor. He placed third in a trial, and the second horse out of that trial um, ran well since. So I'll put it in fourth. But um, I'll be just happy to watch. 4 13, 1 11.
1: In race three at the Sunshine Coast, the scratchings are 5, 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Underhand from the O'Day Hoisted stable is the even money, $2 favourite. But number six, Kayleen, uh, is at $3. And the only other one in single figures is the first starter, ready to talk number nine at $6.
2: Now, not that I'd actually frame markets, but in my head, I thought number six, Kayleen, should be the favourite. First up from a spell, hasn't trialled in public yet, but again, not concerned with Stuart Kendrick. Only had the one start was Philly, that was back in March. Terrific run, through the outside of eight, sat back, ridden quiet to the top of the straight, found the line to be beaten, 2.3 lengths second to a horse called Yiska, trained by Lee Friedman. Now, Yiska's had three starts for three wins. That's a strong form line. I think Kayleen will be the, the testing material in this race. 11, underhand, the favourite. I've got it in for second, um, the winning Rupert Philly. placed second on the poly to tow the line on Debu was beaten four lengths, no match at all. Toe the line since run unplaced in Brisbane, but had plenty of excuses that day. But I just thought Kayleen could be the stronger horse here. So I'm going six from 11. Otherwise, two deferential on debut. It's a first starter. It trialled third to Flying Rupert recently, beaten 2.7 lengths. So let's reflect on what happens in race two. And then number nine, ready to talk. Another first starter. This one's with Billy Healy. It got beaten four lengths by Toe the line in a trial. And Toe the line coasted home in that trial. So I prefer the place...
1: But I'm a six, Six, 6.11.29. We're previewing the Sunshine Coast meeting with Howard Walter. The rail's at 11 metres and the track is rated a soft six. We're up to race number four, the three-year-old maiden. The scratchings are 11 and then 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 and 19 uh, are all out. A short one here a uh, Winburn from the Stewie Kendrick stable is and $1.60, Island Magic number 10 from the Gollan camp at $5.50 and the other one that's in the market or in single figures is from the Oday Hoisted camp at $7.50. So, three of the top stables with the top 3 in the market.
2: Yeah, look, number 6 Winburn, again, I'm not an advocate for laying it on. First up, I was very keen on this. It had been a dollar 19 to a dollar 40 in the market because it won a trial so impressively leading into that race, settled in front. The eventual winner, Argyle Lane, stalked it and worried out of it late. The time was very good. It's only beaten half a length and beat the rest easily. So I think it'll go one better, but of course you're looking at $1.60 on a horse that got beaten first up at $1.40. But it really should be hard to catch sticking to the 1,000 metres. Number nine, immediate response. First up from a spell. This has got amazing stats. Um, Place second, both times first up play second all three this track and distance and play second all five at the track so it'll be running on strong got a good barrier takes two off for Jasmine Cornish so I think it's a definite danger otherwise seven Canuck first up from a spell hasn't raced for 20 months it was sent out favored on in a two-year-old handicap at Doombin it's won a recent trial on the heavy Tony Golan trains which drawn wide and then number 10 island magic the stable mate and Tony Golan horses had every chance both Starts his time in placing. I think it just lacks that killer punch before the place. So, whatever can catch Windburn should win, as the market suggests. Six, nine,
1: seven, ten. Race five is a maiden um, debutant. A uh, band David Van Dyke two dollars twenty. Uh, Sun Mercury number five at five fifty. Uh, seven dollars about Corella Shores number ten. Now the scratchings here are three eleven. 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. Uh, anything about the first starter that uh, you know uh, about? I see there's been a few trials for it.
2: A ban, yeah. So there's been. this has been the horse that's all the rage in early markets. Um, so it's had a few trials, and they were good trials. I've got it in for fourth, and the main reason being, it, it won a trial over a horse called Spirit of Beans, which went to Gatlin and won, and won OK, like one by half a length or something, but the horses it beat. They're inferior, you know, they, they should be racing at Gatton. So I didn't expect it to be um, so well-supported, but David Van Dyken's got Ryan Maloney aboard and should map nicely on the pace, or, you know, close to the pace. I thought the better play would be 10 Corella Shores on an each-way basis. So it's fourth run in, so it'll probably parade the fittest horse in the yard this silly. Um, fourth to Sabalenka two starts ago. Sabalenka's since run well in town. And then fourth at its latest start behind Hassan first, now, it was no match for the trifecta. We wound up getting beaten six lengths, but that was a strong maiden. Hustle on first was sensational yesterday, although beaten. So I, I just thought this horse, again, could go forward, get the right run near the lead and be, have the benefit of that recent racing down thought in a weaker race. So 10 each way for me, ahead of one, move it, move it. On debut for Stuart Kendrick, not a bad trial. 13, Amersfield first up, Robert Fred Edmund Stable. Um, been racing... Strong Maidens when previously at the Sunshine Coast had a couple of unplaced trials. I'd want to see support for it today. Now, I've got a ban in fourth, probably should put it up to second the way the market's behaving, but I just put it in next best. 10, 1, 13, 6.
1: first leg of the main quality race 6, and the scratchings are 1, 4, 8, 10, 13, and 14. And this is a pretty open affair. Sergeant Silver first up. Rob Heath, get prepared. Three dollars seventy. Sergeant Holker number five. Four dollars sixty. But gee, there's a number of horses uh, under eight dollars.
2: Yeah, look, there's only the eight runners, but it looks competitive. I'm with number five, Sergeant Holker. He's had the three. Um, he's had the three starts, career starts to date. He, he um, debuted back in April. Most recently, ran second at Rockhampton. That was over their Carnival Situation Room won the race and the third horse there was in a sec which came to Doom them eight days ago ran a terrific second. So that was a strong three year old handicap at Rockhampton. Maps well up on the pace, the gun Taylor, Ryan Wiggins combination, very successful combo. So I just thought it might get the right run. Number nine out back boom. I thought a definite danger was a good win over the fourteen hundred at Eagle Farm. They tried a mile with the last start and she failed to see the distance. So back to fourteen hundred. And Stephanie Thornton was aboard when winning two starts ago. She's back on. So I think it's the main danger. Three Sergeant Silver, interesting runner. First up from a spell. He's yet to win fresh, but he's won two of three at Sunshine Coast. He's never resumed at the Sunshine Coast. So his liking for the track. Can't be ignored. And then I've got seven Finn Skeel in. I've, I've lost patience with this horse. It's been disappointing lately. They're dropping it back further in distance. I just think it's a place chance. Five, nine, three, seven.
1: Race 7 at uh, Sunshine Coast, the scratchings are four, ten, and 11. Again, open race, Sophia resumes, Lee Friedman prepared, see some good trainers. Every favourite on the program uh, today is uh, trained by uh, a well-known, outstanding trainer. There's none better than Lee Friedman. 4.20 Sophia, uh, and then... Believe it or not, there's one, two, three, four, five horses between 5 and $5. One jetty, two smooth move, five Brookhill and six missed two fly, and seven comments.
2: It's pretty much an each of six, isn't it? Now, I'm with number mm. five Brookhill in what is an even race, and the reason I'm with this horse, it doesn't appear to be any race on paper, apart from number three, Sophia, which I'll get to. Brookhill usually gets back, but two starts ago when Chris Whiteley was aboard, in a field of 10 at the Gold Coast over 13.50, sat up second and only got beaten the nose. Now, he's back on today. I don't see why he won't ride it that way because that's been Brookhill's best result this time in. So if it doesn't lead, I think it'll sit second to Sophia and get every possible chance in what should be a jog to the turn. But number seven comments in for second. He's had two starts this time in, both at Doomban. He looks like he races much better on the big tracks. He's had four starts here for two wins, and with the benefit of two starts, he should be running on strongly if he's ready. It's hard to know if he is just yet. Otherwise, too smooth move. Very inconsistent horse. Should have finished close last start. Uh, has one at the track, and, and, and this is his best distance. So I'll put smooth move in for third, and then number eight, Redstone. Oh, geez, a hard one to catch. Tant on his best. Don't know what to do with three Sophia. He'll get own lead, but first up 1,400, so, you know, he could put it in as well. It's an even race. I'll say five, seven, two, eight
1: race eight scratch one two six seven eleven twelve thirteen fifteen was a late one at nine o'clock sixteen is out eighteen is out nineteen is out uh the favorite is four bow rumble at three dollars
2: dan if it's one of those sundays where you've got a million things to do around the house and you can only have one bed if you can only sneak away for one moment it should be the race and mm. have a bet on Race eight, number three, Mount Fuji at the $18 wow. each way. Outsider of the field. Is, you know, there's a lot of pace in this race. And I'm doubting number four, Bo Rumble, the favourite, running a strong 1,200 under those circumstances. Now, Mount Fuji said the three starts from the spell, he ran third to Manhood two starts ago, which has taken all before it, and covered ground. And then last start got strung up in traffic behind Manhood, went fourth. So he'd been to the track the once for a second, it was a good second behind Blood Thunder. All that pace on Larney Allen aboard. I thought he could um, chime in at a big price. Number five, Billy's Bro. Got in for second. He won well first up. He had on-pace opposition. He was too good. Last start, he won by a lip and lost on protest because he laid out a bit. But he's um, game. Number eight, A Call from Heaven. First up from a spell. Only its second campaign. Had no luck at its first start. With the pace elsewhere it'll probably take a sit and it can win. And then number nine always praying. Another horse resuming was with John O'Shea. I don't know where it gets to from that alley, but it's the new blood and it is trained by O'Dane always did, so I'll keep it safe. But I really like the price of three on an each way basis. Three, five, eight and nine.
1: Well, you got me liking it now, too. It's the outsider of the field at $18 and for the place, 3 80 And there is a field of eight, so there's three-place dividends. Mount Fuji, the way to go in race eight. Well, the last event on the card, uh, the scratchings here are five, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17. And, and the market, uh, well, it's dominated by two horses, seven Caribbean King at $2 and 11 You're Too Good at two ninety.
2: And again, just like that race we just discussed, there's plenty of pace in this race as well. So I'm going down that same sort of line of thought. I'm going to go with number one, Donna C, from the Gary Duncan stable. Uh, ran on very well first up when third at Boombin behind Magnitudo. Trained on the track. Four starts, two wins in a second. It'll be cold ride from the barrier, but the speed will be on. And it has one second up previously. So I thought it might be the way to go. Race nine, number one at Donna C each way. Six Whittington Ways, first up from a spell. Maps to sit just off the pace, should get every chance. And first up last time in almost one, so I'd expect a good run fresh from it. Number 11, You're Too Good, the Casey Fogden train horse had a couple of starts from a spell. It's one of the leaders. It's Ryan Maloney today, significant riding change. And then number seven, Caribbean King, or Caribbean King, however you like to say it. Barrier one, Jimmy Ormond, had every chance when resuming second, but obviously he'll be fitter for that. But I think if you're back Mount Fuji and you've got some money after that race, I'd do the same thing with C race 9, number 1, ahead of six, eleven, and 7.
1: People are listening. It was $18 when you tipped it. It's now 17 so it mightn't take a lot of money, but uh, it's, uh, it's hard not to. In fact, if, it, if you're going to come back to bare air there, it might have been me having something on it um, <laughs> after you made a good push for it. Okay, nine races. Uh, I think we know what your best value is, but you can uh, hone in and narrow down what may be the best bets plays of the day in your quaddie.
2: Yeah, and just very quickly, just for context, Mount Fuji's eighteen dollars, Bo Rumble's three dollars. There was a link between them two starts ago when Mount Fuji covered that extra ground. The extra hundred suits Mount Fuji and then the extra hundred might test Bo Rumble. So that's my I don't understand the price differential. But anyway, let's go. Best race three, number six, Kayleen. Best value obviously race eight, number three, Mount Fuji. The Quaddy, three five nine into two three five seven into three five eight nine the one six seven eleven, And the player today, I'm, I think the Cornella have a box. Cornella race 8,
1: 3, five, eight, and 9. Well, that sounds good to me. I'll be looking forward to race number 8. I'm already on. So if it turns up the $5, um, listeners can't uh, blame anyone by themselves if they're listening this morning. Howard, thanks very much for your time and your efforts uh, putting in your study for Sunshine Coast today. Let's hope it is rewarded with much success.
2: Absolutely. Good on you, Dan.
1: Howard Walter, they're looking at the Sunshine Coast. Muscle are uh, racing today. Uh, the track is rated as a soft uh, six, and we're going to have a look at the quaddy legs with uh, with Kev Casey. Good morning, Kev.
3: Good morning to you, Dan. Just give us a second here as I back Mount Fuji and yeah. uh, done. Right, yeah, yeah. Musselbrook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's a good little meeting here too. The, the, the uh, races were. Uh, pretty full, but there's plenty of scratchings as well. So they've come back to sort of regular size fields for the most part. Um, our highlight is race six, and uh, it has held up as a pretty good race, even though my original top two selections have come out. So, look, we'll pick our mark. early race, the first couple of races, obviously, being favourites, and um, the quality legs are interesting.
1: Alright, well, we'll have a look at the first thing of the, the quad. He's seven event card, the first at 12.40, and it is a soft six at Musclebrook. Race four, uh, the scratchings here are five, nine, 12, and 13. And, uh, Pacheco is the favourite, uh, $3.40 for number 3 Four forty for number two, Kite Flight, and there's one a little further down. Gee, Paul Perry, the Perry Stable, they're getting a few winners just in the last, oh, I reckon, couple of months or so. Those those sort of horses that we've seen going around for a while, they all seem to be, you know, going well or winning races lately, and therefore the outcast is in the market, number 14 of 480.
3: Yeah, look, the Outkast, obviously, an absolute veteran. Um, uh, look, I didn't find a spot for him here. I'm pretty keen here, best of the day in this event. In fact, it's number three, Pacheco, who's... Uh, I just reckon coming through some fairly strong races, particularly, look, his maidens uh, leading up to his win at Scone two starts ago, there's such a depth of form through all of them. Horses going to town and running well, well, just heaps of subsequent winners. He beat a subsequent winner uh, when he won his maiden at Scone. The form from that's really good. On the strength of that, he was taken to a heavy ten at Warwick Farm going back uh, two and a half weeks ago. Uh, He was restrained to the back um with Sir Bowman aboard, and he just finished off really well. It was a, a situation of first two out, first two home, I think it was even first three settling were first three at the finish, and he's, he's only just missed out on running third. Now he gets an extra furlong, I think it all sets up well here. We've seen him cross up and sort of be handier than he was last time in that small field. So there's a few things will need to happen in the early stages here for him to get a cosy spot somewhere not too far from the front. I think if he does that, he looks beautifully suited here. and seems starting shorter than his current price. So he's on top. I thought intercept here at some odds could be a little danger off a 58 win. Uh, looks pretty strong here now. He's drawn out here, but... I thought there was something to that win that he could measure up here. Uh, Same level of race, of course. um, He wasn't the worst at at good odds, double-figure odds. Four knees, probably crosses up from that wide draw, racing quite well. And two kite flight also was a decent winner, second up, still early in the prep. So can't discount him here. But I just kept going back to uh, his favourite here and, as mentioned, could see him starting shorter. Three on top, uh, dangers for me are 10, 4 and 2.
1: Race uh, 5, Kev, the scratchings are 2, 4, 5, 8 and 9. And the leopard's tail hitting the mark at the top weight. Number one, is at 290?
3: Yeah, look, uh, certainly a winning chance. My numbers here are 7, one, ten six. I reckon they've all got winning hopes. I think they're probably the only winning hopes. And um, look, I'm, I'm going to take a, a first four with those numbers, 7, one, ten six. So it's gee whiz, Johnny on top. A, uh, a maiden horse who's been racing in maiden grade, and this is a, a C1, of course. Uh, the scratchings mean that uh, he might not uh, uh, get posted here, but he probably will, by the same token, get uh, back in the, in this field. Uh, you've got uh, The Apprentice taking over from Aaron Bullock, so there's, there's a few probably, you know, little negatives, I suppose, but he is racing really well, and... Uh, if the pace can pan out for him, uh, and there's still some pace in this race despite this, these scratchings. Uh, he could finish over the top of the Leopard's Tail. There's going to be one of those. It's probably not too far back in the run here. Uh, his form is is pretty good, even though last time he got he got too far back and he just couldn't make any ground uh, there on um, on Sneaky Page, uh, who ran well yesterday. Uh, the prior form was all good, including two starts ago. This track, this trip, uh, this grade of race where he was very, very sound. 10 Horatian can certainly be up on speed with number six, do as you're told. Wouldn't be surprised if they're first two in running. Uh, so look, 7 1, ten, and 6 playing the multiples there.
1: In uh, race number five, third leg of the quaddy at Musselbrook. The Bengala Cup, uh, the scratchings are 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16, and 19. Still a healthy enough sized field. Uh, Don't forget Monica, number seven at $2.90, is the favourite. So have you forgotten Monica, or is she at the top of your list?
3: She wasn't originally. These scratchings have really, uh, for mine, cut it about quite significantly. Uh, it wasn't a race originally with a load of speed in it, and all the main speed runners came out. so we've had to look for other runners here. I think Auntie Bonnie's probably going to be our leader in the end here. and don't forget Monica's probably going to cross, I think and be relatively handy. Look, Cecilia could potentially from way out wide be uh, positive as well. She's on top here, number five. Uh, the first up run was, was very, very good and it was at uh, Tamworth there in a, uh, a similar sort of grade of race. She's been beaten a length and a half at the end there. Latch on to her second up record is just very impressive. She's won three or four at second run in. Michaela Weir knows her well and it's uh, yeah, certain, you know, we, we need some luck here early in the race uh, to find a position that's not too far back but I ended up with her ahead of two Tim's principal just racing well. Uh, certainly a, a drying track. You shouldn't face him too much, his muscle book record is very good, he won a similar race two starts ago here, uh, finding a spot that was um, was pretty good in, in running, so I think he's a key chance in the race uh, then seven, don't forget Monica who's certainly up to the level and she's won a couple of highways uh, went to a, a tougher race, um uh, the moth race, uh, and she didn't get an easy time there. Off the heavy, uh, back onto a soft track is good for her, and she could potentially cross positive. Um, she's got the talent, no doubt. And 6 for Alan Bandit, who probably gives a start, but is um, still on the build in the, the preparation, and was able to win second up. So there are four chances. I wouldn't dismiss Auntie Moni, who's got uh, a really good record for uh, uh, Jean Van Overmeer, and could have the frontier. So five, two, seven, and six top four.
1: And the last of it on the card, Kev, at Musselbrook, it's it's race seven. The scratchings are four, five, eight, ten, seventeen, and twenty. And hitting the market at three dollars eighty is Scarzel number twelve, five fifty Rupert Sun number eleven, six dollars number six Tough K. So it's an open enough race. The last,
3: yeah, it is. I'm tipping six Tough K. And, look, he's, he's probably a bit of a trick uh, to tip him. He's, he's won three from 38 overall, so that doesn't uh, fill you with huge confidence. His muscle brook record, this track and trip is really good. One of his wins came here. He's run second a couple of other times. His return run was really good. He was able to win second up last preparation at this track and trip. What we need to be careful with him, he, he likes the cut out of the ground. We don't want a further upgrade here. His record on good tracks is no good. He just likes it um, to be genuinely soft. Uh, I'm going to keep him on top here, but things could change around. We'll see how uh, the afternoon unfolds there. The back here is uh, 12 Scars. Dale will be up on speed. He's racing okay the last couple since uh, winning the Maiden. He's a three-year-old, four-year-old tomorrow, but he's, he's, uh, the horse has got several more wins in him, I think others to, to think about here would be uh, 11, Rupert's Son, and one, Shinko Torre, uh, does have a chance, third up, and that's when uh, the horse started winning last preparation, one third up, fourth up, so goes in everything as well. Six on top, 12, 11, and one. Not huge confidence about that final event.
1: OK, don't blame me. It looks tough enough to me, but it sounds like you got confidence elsewhere. Reminders.
3: Yeah, look, I, I really do race four, number three, Pachico. I just think... His form is really good, leading to that maiden win, and going into town to a a 64 last time. For mine, he did more than enough there to be uh, an even shorter favourite than he is at the moment. Race four, number three, the best. Uh, Give you a couple uh, at some value. I think in the main race, race six, number five, Cecilia, at each way odds is is worth a bet. But a race uh, earlier on, race three, number three, Felix Perrion, uh, that finish first up wasn't too bad for mine, and it could work out to be decent form. It's a fairly modest maiden, so each way, race three, number three, is that some value. As mentioned, those first two races with the favourites. quality numbers. For mine, I'm keen on this uh, thing in the first leg, so I'm going to put it one out race uh, in race four. That's uh, uh, Pacheco in number three, one out in the first leg. Then we go a bit wider. Second leg, one, six. 7, and 10. The third leg, two, five, six, seven 5, 6, 7, and 14. We'll finish off with 1, six, eleven 11, and 12 for muscle
1: bumps. Uh Terrific. Good luck today, Kev. Thanks for joining us, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll put all the eggs into the one basket with Pacheco on the first leg of the quaddy.
3: Oh, well, fingers crossed. Then. <laughs> Good on you, Dan. Thanks very much.
1: Kev Casey there looking at the seven-race card at uh, Musselbrook today. They're racing in Hobart today. They've got an eight-event card. The first event's at 12.25, and uh, the track is rated as a soft seven. And Victorian trainer uh, Patrick uh, Kearney's uh, over there with one runner today, but has got to wait to the last race in King Aviator, and he joins us on the line. Patrick, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, what made you uh, consider uh, sending this horse over to uh, to Hobart today?
0: Uh, to be totally honest, it was
1: the weakest race that I could find on the calendar. Oh, well, we should be following it in at $5 then, uh, in a field of eight, the last on the card. So um, so you scoured Victoria and then thought, well, you know, if I'm going to potentially look at nominations for Mildura, I may as well look at nominations for Hobart. Yeah,
0: well, I looked at nominations for Adelaide, New South Wales, Victoria, and then I just thought I'd have a little uh, scroll through Hobart and found this. Really nice class one 1,400 metre race for him, and it should be right up his alley. I had him uh, accepted for Corowa uh, last Monday, but he drew barrier 18 of 18, so we definitely weren't going up there for that. But he's thrown a nice gate today at Hobart, and uh, hopefully he can uh, get the money again.
1: Form has been pretty good this prep on a mixture of um, uh, synthetic tracks and then went to Albury last start on the soft ground, and he actually won that maiden very easily.
0: Yeah, it's a really funny horse. Um, he gallops like winks, but he just hasn't put it together on the racetrack yet. Like, he's still he still sort of wants to hold himself back. But once that penny drops, I think he's going to be like a pretty handy horse.
1: Okay, well, Hobart was almost the scene of a huge success for you because you've been there before. At least you know where to go to. You must have built up a um, a connection with a, with a trainer or two to uh, to have your horses there. Because Ashley Boy runs second in the Derby, but just tell us about uh, the travel involved in a horse like King Aviator today. Um, how do you, you send him over via the the Spirit of Tassie? How long prior do you go? Where do you stay?
0: Yeah, so um, I've been going over there since I was about 15 years old um, to a trainer called Glenn Stevenson. Um, I sort of went down there for seven days and that turned into three months and I just didn't want to come back home because I just fell in love fell in love with the oil. And, um, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful place of, well, part of the world. And, you know, it's always good to be able to send horses down there sort of whenever I need to. Um, King left on Wednesday night, so he travelled over there with A one Transport, um, Karen and Chris Marnie, they're really great people. And yeah, he's just been down at Stevo's um having a swim in the beach every day and a little trot around the sand and, and he's happy as Larry. So all reports from Glenn are really good.
1: So it'll have had three starts where he's raced in three different states at his last three.
0: Yeah, no, that that's right. <laughs>
1: um I don't, so I you're traveling
0: them i think i think traveling horses um it really it can really change their minds. it can really bring a horse on i think
1: okay so your confidence levels he's around five dollars so is he good each way bet
0: yeah i think so yeah i, I think so I, I really think that he can get the money today I, i'd you know i'd be disappointed if he didn't run within the top two
1: and just a quick update on ashy boy is he back in work yet
0: yeah, actually, boys back in work. He's uh, uh, Mariah Kaminsky is doing some dressage and just getting a really nice top line. And um, I'm really looking forward to having him back in work.
1: Yeah, same here. Good to see him back. He, he was uh, knocking on the door in some good races last preparation. Hey, good luck today with King Aviator in the last. Be a long wait, but it might be a fruitful one. So good yeah, luck, Patrick. Thanks
3: very much, Dan. Cheers.
1: King Aviators, the horse Patrick's got in the last event today. Bear Robinson joins us with all the good oil for that program at Hobart today. Good morning, Bear. Dan, how are you, mate? Yeah, going well. I've got pens poised, so have all of our listeners, for your, uh, your thoughts on the card. Not as early a start as it has been in Tassie lately. Um, usually by this time of the day, we might have had one or two coming out of uh, the Apple Isle, but the first today is at uh, 12.25, and it's a soft five. So what have you come up with?
4: Uh, later in the day, uh, actually a lot of people have come up with it. Uh, race 7, number 4, hell of a night. I just think third up today, it was a really good run last start. And I reckon uh, the match fitness, so to speak, is really going to benefit this horse. And I think today it'll probably sit one out, one back. and I think it's going to get every chance. You can get around $4, so you can nearly back it each way, but I just think it's going to give itself every chance to return to the winner's circle.
1: Ryan, right, race 7, number 4. Don't want to sound greedy, but is there anything else?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually like one in the last a little bit, but just listening to that yeah. just then, I might have to change the tip, but um, I thought Alpine Blast might improve. Uh, last okay. start, it ran fourth, uh, number four, race eight, number four. It ran fourth, but the track favoured the um, on-pace runners. It came from well back. It drops a couple of kilos in weight. I reckon Ziggy might be able to position himself a little bit closer to the speed, um, and I think it'll get every chance. So um, you can back it each way as well. It's around 5 $6, so... Um, I think it's a good each-way play. But obviously, full respect for the top
1: weight. 5.50 for Alpine Blast. So Tarkin Eagle's the favourite in that race, the, the last start maiden winner. Uh, is it unders at 2.30? I'm, I think Pat made uh,
4: no, a... it... I think it's about the right price. My only concern... Yep. I liked it last week, but it was scratched on the morning. So I'm not sure if it had an issue. And last week it was only over 1,200. This week it steps back to the fourteen. So it was, a, it was a dominant maiden winner, and it's going to give itself every chance. I just thought... Um, Alpine Blast is probably a little bit better value.
1: Okay, so your best race seven number four and race eight number four at uh, at Hobart today.
4: Yeah, it is, and there's also one to probably watch in race three um, uh, number thirteen Buell. It's been 21s into about four eighty. So Sarah Cox Jeez. and Diggy Car have a pretty good strike rate right together. It, it trolled last year, uh, that publicly. Um, its trolls is only fair, but it's obviously it's obviously had a great jump out, or it's been working well because that's a significant move on.
1: So just repeat that again. What race again was that? Uh, is it
4: race three, number 13, Buell.
1: Oh, number 14, Buell. So, drawn barrier 13. Yeah, yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Heavily yeah, back so, into $5. dollars yeah, that
4: been a big go. Yes, yeah, from 21. Okay.
1: We'll, uh, we'll follow the, the money for it. Bear, thank you. Good luck today.
4: No, Dan. Have a good day, mate. Thank you.
1: Bear Robertson there with his look at Hobart. Ian Humphreys joins us to have a look at the uh, Quaddy legs uh, for the program at Forbes today, racing on a good track. Wow, that's something we don't say too often about racing in, in New South Wales. Ian, that's, uh, that's refreshing. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dan.
5: Yeah, Forbes is a bit out in the, out in the sticks and a missus all lane out there. So, yeah, big good track and, and big fields as well. So pretty tough day today.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to have a look at the quaddy legs. So the first leg's race number five. It's $5 the field here. There's a number of scratchings, but there's a number of starters. Uh, the scratchings are 3, 4, 7, 15, 17, 19, and $5 number two, the mediator. So uh, good luck here. It looks a tough start to that quaddy.
5: It is a tough start, but I got on with the mediator. You know, he worked pretty well hard in the run last time, but he still won by four lengths over this distance. He carries the same weight today after the claim. Uh, This doesn't look too much stronger, so I think he'd probably be hardest to beat again. Number five, Deshawn. Ran on strongly to just miss out last time. From Barry, one today and getting out to 1,400 metres, I think he's probably one of the main dangers. Uh, How low can you go? Number one, heard a tough run last start from the bad barrier. Draws much better today and has a good hope, and we'll put in number one. Powering up with a big weight and bad barrier in for four. So I've gone two, five, six and one.
1: Ian, race six. The scratchings are one, ten, and thirteen. Moetta, number eleven, the last up winner, heads the market here at three thirty. Zoologist, number four, at four dollars.
5: Yeah, tough one. I wasn't that keen on Moetta, but has a chance. i have gone with uh, number three, Patrick May. Be fitter after a fair return. It that was a strong race. Uh, he gets them well after claim, goes, goes well second up. Uh, Kattegat, uh, number two. There was a strong winning in this grade last time at Queen Vianne. He draws for the right run, but does get an extra 2 kilograms in weight to carry today. Uh, Six Sheriff, he's won at a bit of value. Uh, He failed on the heavy track last night at Rose Hill. Forget that run. He has good form on the better track, so he can bounce back today. And we'll put in number four, Zoologist, in for four, but probably include number 11 in the quaddies as well. So I've gone three, two, six, and
1: four. Race 7 at Forbes, and this race, uh, the two scratchings are down the bottom, the 15 and 16 not running. Ready to humble, number 5, is at $3.60, so it's the favourite fixed odds with Tab, from 1A uh, at $4.60, which is number 11, uh, then out to $7, number 1, Dynamic Impact.
5: Yeah, on, ready to was ready to humble here. Uh, just beaten last start in the uh, Naranda Cup. Um... He looks well-suited here in a pretty tough race. Uh, number four, McCormack. Didn't have much luck when resuming at ranwick And then next start, he struck a heavy track, so forget that run. Um, he can bounce back today. Uh, number 11, 1A. Going well. Uh, went well when resuming at Rose Hill. Has a good second up record. Just needs a bit of luck from the bad barrier. And we'll put in number six, Wild Rocket. Uh, he's never far away. In for four So I've gone five, four, eleven and six.
1: And the last at uh, Forbes is the 8th race. The scratchings are 4, 6, 13, 14, 16 and 18. And uh, it's the top weight, King Charming, who resumes, is uh, the fixed odds favourite, $3.30 for number two, extravagant lad at three ninety. Yeah, tough one. Uh, got a
5: big weight in Bad Barry, King Charming. Won't be good for me out there. Um, I like number 10 here, uh, Houter or Horta, whoever you call it, uh, ex-Victorian. Uh, resumes here for Matthew Dale. She hasn't been seen in the trials, but he was an easy winner, first up last time in in Victoria. Uh, draws barrier one here. It's been a bit of money for him, so I think he's the way to go on the last. Uh, number five, uh, Big Odds, Volta reverse, Also resuming his Trial will for his return. Extravagant lad. He's always a chance. Uh, doesn't win have a turn. And Coupella has a chance as well, I think, number 11. Um, so in the last tough one, we've gone 10, 5, 2 and 11.
1: OK. Um, yeah, plenty of horses going around. It does look a tough day, so you might have found a bit of value there. But what are your uh, your best uh, bets uh, for the day?
5: Uh, best we will go back to race four, uh, number two possibly so. He's been good all his runs. He's had seven starts to date. He's had one win and four placings. Uh, draws Barrier 2, gets blinkers on for the first time gets out the 1400 metres which is suiting him not a strong class 1, I think he's the best race 4, number 2 uh, the value I think is the last one uh, Horta or Howta uh, I think last time I looked he was about $5 I think from Barrier 1 uh, I can't see him missing a place, so he's the value uh, the quaddie, uh, tricky um, we'll try and cut down the first leg we'll go just take 2, 5 and 6 in the first leg and the second leg will take two, three, four, six, and eleven. Third leg four, five, six, and eleven, and come home with one, two, three, five, ten, and eleven.
1: Okay, and thanks, thanks very much for that, and and good luck at Forbes today. Thanks, Dan. Good four at Forbes. Their first event scheduled to start at twelve twenty. The Trot's Form Express. And Luke Humphreys is calling it stall today. So it's a day meeting. The 1st of 8 is scheduled to start at 12.47. Runners are at the gates for the first event at the Sunshine Coast. Luke Humphreys has sent through his best bets. Race 2, number 1, heads his list. Mr Excessive, race 2 horse number 1. Then race 5, number 2, which is Millie Patone. Alex Ashwood, Taylor French combining again. So Luke's confident that uh, they will have a good day. And also the first starter in the first race, Center Storm, race one, number three. So Luke's Best Bets, race two, number one, Mr. Excessive. Race five, number two, Millie Patone. Race one, number three, Center Storm. Each way plays race six, Horse Six, which is Allewart Bob. And race seven, number 12, which is a hidden uh, figure. Sorry, race seven, number two, a hidden figure. And Luke's Quaddy, forty-eight dollars for a hundred percent. In the first leg, he thinks Millie Patone. So take it one out. Number two, second leg six, ten, and twelve. Third leg two, three, five, and nine. And fourth leg one, three, six, and eight and that's the korty uh, at stall today sunshine coast to kick off the racing today are uh, the first of nine events on a soft 6 and the fixed odds favorite is merrily number 10 it's at a dollar 50 the first starter uh, fixed odds it's uh, been a dollar 50 now into a dollar 50 the 55 and a 150 this morning a drifter money man number 3 and likewise, Moet has also drifted. So all the rage, number 10, a field of five. And this is the first event on a nine-event card. Josh Fleming, your caller at the sun,
5: Looking for the top dogs, the Greyhound Form Express.
1: And George Ferrugia joins us to uh, to talk Greyhound racing and have a look at the meeting at Sandown Park today. Good morning, George. How are you this morning?
6: Not bad, uh, Dan. Hope you had a good weekend on the punt, mate.
1: Yeah, well, it's not over yet, so that always gives us the opportunity to, to fight our way out if it hasn't started off so well. Uh, what you're about right, yourself? Right. How's, how's the Greyhound Racing been? There was a dog in last night. I, I just thought it had to win, and uh, it was the dog that was runner up to Well, She's Fast last week. I thought, you just have to win. I couldn't believe the $3 that you could get about it.
6: Yeah, you're talking about Dusty Burbsky who just snatched yep. him off box eight. You're right. And you know what? That form line, Dan, has read really well around she's fast. Plaintiff was in that uh, maturity final as well. And he's made the Group 3 St. Ledger at Warrigal winning his heat. And he's going to be a huge chance in the final as well. So, I mean, it's no surprise that the form line around uh, probably the best um, female we've seen in quite some time um, reads well. So, uh, yeah, that was. That was quite interesting. But you're right, there was a lot of supporters uh, yesterday, and our best bet on radio got up at $4.50 as well, cash it in. So it was a really, really good night. Um, Also, just quickly in the greyhound world, we had Zipping Kansas smash the track record at Richmond too. Everyone likes a fast dog. And as I mentioned, the group three-cent ledger will take place next Friday night at Warrigal, where Mr Audacious, this greyhound, that I think they knocked back over 100,000 for this dog. Um, He's only had about 13 starts and won about 10 of them. He won through to this um, Group 3 St. Ledger as well, where he'll take on the likes of Plaintiff, uh, Deadly Class, Salad Dodger. Really, really good final there next Friday. 25000 to the winner for a Group 3.
1: Yeah, excellent. Well, no wonder you're so buoyant there. The best bet getting up at $4 plus yesterday. So um, let's hope, usually when you're in form, it can continue for a little while. You end up with a bit of a purple patch. So let's take advantage of that uh, at uh, at Sandown today. And we'll, we'll go to the first league of the Quaddy there, race five. So the opening event is at uh, one forty-six, race five, the first league of the main Quaddy. Now, this doesn't look a bad race. The scratchings are three and six. The favourite is number seven, Ambushed, at $2. But, but I get the feeling there's a, a few handy enough challenges to Ambushed here. Yeah,
6: look, the fly in the ointment with Ambushed is that he's not always well away. In fact, he's probably never well away. When he's able to work into the race, Dan, he's a very, very talented dog. He ran 29.36 at Sandown two starts ago, which if he ran up to that over the 5.95 here, the extra distance is only going to suit. He'll be incredibly hard to beat. But I've got number four on top, Showtime Boomer, because I think he'll get into a better position here. He ran 29.75 to win at Sandown last start. Um, he's got a vacant box on his inside. I think he'll just dictate terms early and then Ambush will have to rely on luck. I've got ambush in. You cannot leave him out, because if there's an ounce of luck there, he's clearly the best greyhound in the race. And number one, even Keats, another one that can show a little bit of early toe, solid record from inside draws, and we won't leave him out. So four to be seven and one in race five.
1: Second leg of the Quaddy at Sandown Park Greyhounds. It's race six. Uh, boxes three and six are vacant. Uh, Apache Shout, number one, at 270, and Tessa Sand, number eight, at two forty, of the top two in the market. But Adalong's right in commission as well at $4, number two.
6: If you speak to the old-timers at Sandown, they will uh, cringe if you tip something on top from box eight over the 600 metres because it is quite hard to get across um, at times. But I'm going to go number eight. And I'm pretty keen on her, Tessa Sand. Four starts ago, she won here in 34 albeit she did have box one. So, yes, she's off a wide draw. She has won off box eight in the past. And she's going to rely on luck in that run to the first corner. But if she does get that, Dan, I think she'll be winning. Tessa Sand, I've got her on top. I think she's the best dog in the race. Number one, Apache Shout, as you mentioned, the favourite. is in good form. His last couple of wins have been nice. I don't think he's in the same class as the eight. But as we said, um, winning form is good form and he's a last start winner. And number three, Adelong, two starts ago, went okay before a greyhound called Chick, who's a very talented type. Finished about four and a half lengths behind. Overall time was okay. So we won't leave her out. So
1: eight to beat one and two in race six. And uh, Just imagine Tessa Sand winning and you'll hear nothing. But if it gets beaten, there'll be all these fingers pointing at you.
5: <laughs> I told you so. That's what you'll cop.
1: <laughs> race uh, seven, uh, the scratchings here, or they're actually vacant boxes of three and six. And it's the lower boxes, Pirates, Patch and Louie. Uh, 2.10 for number one, Pirates, Patch. 2.30 for number two, Louis.
6: This is the toughest leg of uh, of all the uh, the quality legs here. I've gone one, seven, or one to beat seven and two. I've gone Pirates Patch on top. With this Greyhound's at 122 starts. Not that that necessarily means anything, but its last start came at Ballarat um, five starts ago, where it did run well, 22-18, showed some good speed. It's placed in three of six here. It gets its perfect opportunity to win a race like this, uh, Pirates Patch, because it'll lead, and I think it'll be hard to beat if it does that. Of the others... Number seven, Tower Bell. Um Form provincially is OK. Nice wins up the straight at Hillsville, and then a, a, a nice win at Warrigal two starts ago. So I've got it in for a second. And then I'll throw in number two, Louis, whose consecutive wins at Bendigo were good because he showed some early speed, got himself into a nice position. Only had the 15 starts, won four of them. So uh, poles apart from the ground off box one, he's had 122 starts. But uh, one to beat seven and two in uh, race seven.
1: Tower Bell number seven's at twenty one dollars. Race eight, uh, boxes three and six are vacant. Russian Berry uh, off box eight, a dollar And Marjong Bailey number two's at two twenty five.
6: Yeah, I've got the favourite on top here, Russian Berry. Last two starts have been really good. Showed some good speed. Got run down by Showtime Boomer, a greyhound we tipped on top in the first leg. Went 5.10 to the mark. He's probably going to have to do something similar to try to get across here, but racing really well, and I've got it on top. Of the others, number two, Marjong Bailey, looking for a hat-trick of wins. Some nice effort since last two at Sandown. Hadn't began all that well, but it's powered to the line. Got some talent, no doubt about it. And then we'll throw in number four, Dark Compass, um, who has placed in two or four this track and distance. In recent form, has been really nice. Can show some speed, so we won't leave it out. So eight to beat two and four.
1: Okay, so that's your quaddy. So do you want to run through your numbers for the quaddy and we'll get your best bets.
6: Yeah, our quaddy numbers, first leg, one, four and seven, second leg, one, two and eight, third leg, one, two, and seven. and we come home with two, four and eight. I really like one later in the program. Dan Race, uh, 11, number four. Raver's Army, look, it's, it's certainly not juicy odds. It's around the $1.90, but oh, I think it'll just win this dog. Um, it was a really nice win here two starts ago in 29.82. Um, needs a little bit of room to move early. It's got a vacant box in three and five, so that will give it the room it needs. Majestic Jay is a talented greyhound off box eight, as is um, Mr. Blue Sky, who's run 30.09 at the Meadows. But I just think Raver's Army, pound for pound in this field, should just be winning. Race 11, number four at Sandown.
1: Oh, I see that race is named after my harness show that I've got with uh, with Gareth Hall on uh, on Thursday. Green Light On. I say that tongue in cheek because our our show was on well before the Green Light On Greyhound Show podcast started yeah, up. Yeah,
6: it. You take uh, claim. You take claim
1: to it, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, the best is in race eleven. Is there anything else at at a bit of value? Uh, obviously, we get the quad E. Tower Bell wins at twenty one, so it's going to pay really healthily. We can have a big stab at Raver's Army, but just in case, you know, we're falling a bit short to have 100% on that quaddy. is there anything else earlier on in the day?
6: Not really. As I said, people are going to kill me for tipping something off Box 8 over the 600, but Tessa Sand <laughs> is not, great, like, amazing value, but she's not the favourite either, and I think if she can get a clear run around that first corner, I think she'll be winning. So I'm going to have a bit of a play with Tessa Sand and Raver's Army, a couple of parlays, so I might get some tips. Um, off our producer, Jackson. He's into the gallops and just throw them all in and and see how we go.
1: Have a good day on the pun. Uh, George, thanks a lot, mate. It it all makes sense to me. I'll be chewing on both of those and I reckon I might be taking uh, Tower Bell and having that quaddie as well. So thanks for your time, mate, and good luck.
6: No worries. Happy
4: punning. mate.